0: Well, I mean, it is a bit concerning. My thing is, so I need to pivot and find out what's my secret sauce. What do I do that AI can't do? And one thing is I can help more people faster, develop policies, procedures and practices because I can, you know, I can finish it. I can finish five clients at the time. It used to take me for one client.
1: Right. Right.
0: And so and then I think that's I a big,
1: that's a big point. Uh, yeah, it's a big point with AI is that um, the whole point of it, particularly in, in these times of you know, it's scarce labor. Um, mm-hmm. everybody I talked to was trying so hard to find good people and retain good people. So the more you can do with your existing workforce, the better. And like you just said, like a good generative AI product or, or platform mm-hmm. will help your employees get more done. Like you would potentially get more done and be able to serve more clients if you were to rely, you know, do more on, a, on an AI platform, right? Welcome to Paychecks Thrive, a business podcast
0: where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks.
1: Hey, everybody, it's G Marks back again. Thank you so much for joining us, of course, on the Paychecks Thrive Podcast. We are very happy to have you here. Uh, This week, I am talking to Thea Ducro. Thea is the CEO, Chief Executive Officer of Creative AI Leadership Consulting. Uh, Thea, thank you so much, first of all, for joining me.
0: Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Yeah, glad to have you on as well. And um, we're going to talk about AI and HR. Uh, and any other acronyms that we can come up with in the next 20 (laughs) minutes or so. Um, Tell us, first of all, a little bit about yourself and about your consulting company.
0: Well, I've been doing organizational development consulting since the late 90s. And I started out as a sexual harassment consultant and organizational development. So I've been doing that since then. And I recently, whenever AI came out, specifically ChatGPT last December, um, having my management consulting business, I started using it all day, every day. And I just remember thinking... Life is is different now. And so I have just embraced it and have made that the focus of all that I do.
1: That is really great to hear. Yeah, I, I'm a big uh, fan and user of ChatGPT as well. And actually, just like a month ago, I finally you know, broke down and got the enterprise version. I think it was like 20 bucks a month uh, is mm-hmm. what it was. It's much better than the free version, don't you think?
0: It is. The analogy that I use is if you use ChatGPT 3.5, it's kind of like if you're using a bicycle as transportation that needs air in its tires. And ChatGPT 4 Turbo, the new one that just came out, that's Hmm. basically the equivalent of a Lamborghini. Yeah. And and
1: I can't... um you know, open ai is a little cagey about like all the specific differences i mean i know they uh, you know allow apis to be available for companies that want to make use of it um, but it just seems like and i know also the the 4.0 version is is trained on more recent data um, although 3.5 is going to be catching up the free version um, but it, it just seems better it just seems like the responses to my you know to my prompts are just more intelligent and yet that's it's not a very quantitative way to describe why i think it's better i mean have you found the same thing that that it just seems like a more intuitive version of the platform
0: i think that that you hit the nail on the head it's more intuitive and i've seen that with each iteration that it is more intuitive and the quality Comes out now. I think you had. There's a learning curve that folks that haven't used it for at least forty to fifty hours. I think they're not able to say, "Oh, it's definitively better," or what makes it better. Um, but once you do it, you've got that feeling that yeah. it is it, the quality is higher.
1: Yeah, the quality really does seem higher. I um, I bristle whenever I meet people that haven't tried it out yet or they're you know, questioning, you know, AI, I, I mean, like, I, I get it. it, it, you know, it could very well destroy the world um, and turn us into a, a scene from the Terminator. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's very possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm more glad to have full. I mean, I, I, I look at the, the the benefits over the potential risks and, you know, the benefits of using a generative AI platform like chat GPT, I mean, for God's sake, it's like, it's like an expert that's got your back it's like your your personal assistant. I mean, it's it's really a great tool. How have you been using it yourself? Before I get into talking about what you're recommending to clients and people that see you speak, but how you know since you started using it back in December of last year, how have you been using it yourself? Like, you know, what are you doing with it?
0: So I use it all day, every day in my personal life and my private life. Okay. And I started a program. I did ninety day. Project on TikTok called My AI Guided Life. And I had AI guide every aspect of my life everything from how to color my hair, how to cut my hair, what to wear, um, what I should eat, how I should exercise, every single aspect. Now, the caveat is I started that in January and that was a little too early. There were some mistakes. GPT wasn't <laughs> so ready So did you
1: have like pink hair in March and uh, you I were did. running I ended up 60 up miles the- a day because that's what it told you to do? <laughs> right,
0: right. I followed exactly what it told me to do and it did not know. So I had some <laughs> rough looking hair for a while. Um, but I've used it for everything. Right. And so for my business, I've used it a lot with marketing and with copy. And then for my personal life, I've used it for developing um, keto meal plans. It's phenomenal at meal planning. It's great at developing strength training programs. And I just, every so often I just throw things at it that I think, well, I wonder if it can do this. Sometimes it can, sometimes it can't. And so that's what I've been using it for. And I still continue to this day. I mean, all day, every day.
1: I um, I couldn't agree with you more. I've been using it in my life, um, not as much for personal stuff, weirdly enough. Like I've been using it for, to. I did a job description. I was looking for a salesperson recently mm-hmm. and uh, I was going to do a job description on LinkedIn. And I was like, you know what, rather than me sit there and write it out, like, hey, chat GPT, you know, you know, do a job description. This is the kind of person mm-hmm. I'm looking for. And, uh, and it got it, you know, pretty darn close. I've had a great right. HR policies. Um, mm-hmm. I've, um, and now we do, um, in my company, we sell, um, CRM software, like my company sells, um, oh, okay. mm-hmm. uh, like Salesforce and Zoho and things like that. So we do blogs and, and I have a, a woman in my office who's done the blogs before. And, and over the past few months, she's been using chat GPT to write the blogs. And, and don't you agree? like in every case, it's never a hundred percent. Right. It, but it right. gets you far along. Right.
0: It does. It does. I find that it helps and it's a good springboard I think that what I've seen is there has to be iterations because what I've seen is sometimes people will go in and they will try it and then they, it won't give exactly what they want. So they just say, okay, well then that's it. And they're just throwing away the baby with the bathwater. And it's like, well, it's, it's not a hundred percent, but it can help get you to about the 80, 85%. And then all one has to do is do the editing. And I think that's just how AI is in general right now. It'll bring you to almost the end, but it can't bring you to the end yet. That could change tomorrow or the next right. week.
1: Right. But
0: yes, it's great for starting a thought, starting a discussion.
1: It's you know it's funny you give that example. Like it's it's no different than having an assistant, and you ask the assistant to like okay, I draft uh, an email that says you know X, Y, and Z, and then they do it. And then it's not exactly what you wanted. No, it's it's yes. not like you're like, oh, you're fired. That was a terrible <laughs> job. You know what I mean? Like, you go back to the assistant and you say to them, like, no, no, no. I, can you revise it? Make sure you include this or do something. Yes. It's exactly, exactly. what you're doing with chat GPT, right?
0: Exactly. That is a great analogy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. it's, it's um, I think just people have to understand it, that it's not a perfect thing and it's not going to be some kind of genie out of a bottle that has immediate perfect answers for you. But it is—it's um, it, a really great assistant that has your, your back. Okay, so right. you're doing um, you know presentations, webinars, uh, you know on on AI and, and mm-hmm. HR. And you you you're talking. You do some talks on ChatGPT and HR, right? I One did. is called an Introduction mm-hmm. for HR Pros. Um, right. Now you know, we have mostly business owners that watch you know and listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. but you know we're all involved in HR in some way or another. So. What, what are you telling these HR professionals about ChatGPT? What is in that presentation that um, that you that you're trying to educate your your audience on?
0: Well, one thing is whenever I go in, a lot of times what I find is HR folks are uh, are nervous because they think they've been told it seems as though in the AI space you can tell me if you've seen this it's either you have everyone saying, you know the sky is falling, the sky is falling, everyone's going to lose their jobs or I attended one and the person said no one's going to lose their job at all. Everyone is safe. And so my thought is neither one of those are correct. I think we're somewhere in the middle. And so what I recommend is to use it as you already said is used as a consistent, as a consultant, as someone uh, a technique to help, do the routine aspects that's, that are not very fun and it can help with those so that that way the HR professional can move forward with what they're good at and what they're. I talk a lot about I believe that everyone needs to do a fearless moral inventory when it comes to their work and so I talk with um, business owners as well as HR professionals, look at what you do every single day and see how can this be improved by automation or by supplementation? And what is your secret sauce? What do you bring to the table? So we know with HR professionals, Every HR person, every business owner can be one of two things. They can either be the fuel to a fire or they can bring the, be the water that puts it out. For example, I come from the world of sexual harassment.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We know that when someone goes and reports sexual harassment to HR, whether or not that person retains counsel is often dependent on how HR responds to that. You know that complaint. Sure. If the person treats them with respect, honors their story, and moves forward, the employee is less likely to retain counsel. So, what I believe the secret sauce is for HR are those human connections Mm. and those relationships. Mm. So, look to see with ChatGPT what can it automate so that you can help. In, you know, engage with your employees and create those relationships so that you are the water and you are creating better relationships with the folks on your team.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Is, is you know, when you say better automate, like, did you do you provide any examples of how ChatGPT can automate stuff in the HR function?
0: So it can um, help with. Developing what I've seen with HR is and it's um, more customization. Is we ask HR folks, we ask business owners, entrepreneurs have to do everything. So we've got all of the folks doing so many different things. And a lot of times people know what they should be doing, but they don't have time to do it. For example, most everyone knows okay, well, if I'm going to do a job description, so for recruiting. We know that, you know, the audience that's going to read Indeed is going to be different than the audience that's looking at a Facebook. And so we know that those should be tailored to each group. Um, but most people don't have time to do that. However, with ChatGPT and others, one can go in and ask for specifics tailored to that specific social media. And it's able to happen faster and often as good or better than anything someone can develop themselves.
1: That's fascinating. And it's a great, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you're going out and placing a job description on different job platforms, each one of them, they're a different type of culture Mm -hmm. and a different type of personality. And, and, you know, a platform like ChatGPT is smart enough to know that, right? I mean, you tell it, I mean, that's really, that's really great. How is, how do you find ChatGPT on writing like HR policies? Is it, I mean, reliable yet?
0: (laughs) It actually is. That's one of the areas. So what I did is I did my own fearless moral inventory. So I've had my own business for over 20 years. And so I needed to look and see, okay, what am I doing? What are people paying me to do? And what am I really good at? And one of the things that I've been paid to do for many years now is I tend to be brought in, I have two different types of clients. Clients will bring me in for HR consulting if they're not large enough to have their own HR department. So I'm brought in to develop policies, procedures, and practices. Or I'm brought into large organizations that have their own HR departments, and they're bringing me in to train. And so... My bread and butter has been policies, procedures, and practices because no one else wants to do that. I actually, this is going to sound weird, I enjoy it, so I have fun developing
1: it. You
0: might get it too. And so that's been like my thing. And then once I got on ChatGPT and I've had it develop some policies, procedures, and practices, and it actually does as good or better job than me with 20 years experience and a PhD which is
1: and yes. that doesn't that doesn't worry you or concern you that doesn't put you out i mean some people think like oh my god ai is going to replace them people aren't going to hire me anymore does that concern you at all
0: well i mean it's, it is a bit concerning my thing is so i need to pivot and find out what's my secret sauce what do i do that ai can't do and one thing is i can help more people faster develop policies procedures and practices because i can you know i can finish it i can finish 5 clients at the time it used to take me for one client
1: right right
0: and so and I then think I, big, help I
1: think that's a to big point uh, yeah it's a big point with ai is that um, the whole point of it particularly in in these times of you know it's scarce labor um, mm-hmm. everybody i talked to was trying so hard to find good people and retain good people so the more you can do with your existing workforce the better And like you just said like a good alternative AI product or or platform Mm -hmm. will help your employees get more done. You would potentially get more done and be able to serve more clients if you were to rely, you know, do more on on an AI platform. Right.
0: Right. And I think the level of quality is just going to keep going up and up because I think it's kind of like whenever we look at standard of, you know, our standard of living and the standard of living now is significantly better than it was as far as we have phones, we have we can do video calls, we've got all of these areas that we just take for granted now. And I think with AI with hyper personalization, hyper customization, the excellence, the level of excellence of output is just going to go up and up. So people's standards are going to be higher. I mean, if you look at graphic design, for example, whenever it was the 90s and I was starting my business, graphic design, people weren't really doing it themselves. You had to pay someone. You had to go to Kinko's or different places to have things developed and printed. And now with Canva and Canva has AI. I mean, anyone can start developing that and there is a much higher expectation for even small businesses. All of your business owners, you have to think about your branding. You have to think about your graphic design. So I think. That's what's going to happen. Is everything's going to go up a bit for expectations?
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I think as um, as it gets trained better and better, these these applications are going to get smarter and smarter and more professional. And I think that um, that can only benefit the business owner that, that takes advantage of, of what this technology can do. You know, the biggest problem that I I encounter though, you know, Thea is, you know, when you ask business owners or managers about AI, people are like, AI, AI, this is you know, great. Nobody can really it just seems like we're in such an early stage of this that there's no one can really like identify all the things that they can actually apply it in their business, you know, right now. Do you know what I mean? And and, and but yet, I think the more that you use these platforms like a ChatGPT, the more you start understanding that um, they can serve as as a, as a huge resource. Of data and policies, now, you gave the example before, and I'd love you to expand on it a little bit about your know, procedures, particularly in the HR department. Like for example, um, the EEOC is releasing new uh, guidelines next year about workplace harassment. You know, they're expanding the definition of some, they're including more groups, and uh, and the onus is going to be on the employers to not only make sure that they communicate and that they're you know no zero tolerance policies, but also uh, a good policy to report. You know, so. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, say you're running a company, these new rules are coming and there's always new rules coming out. Right. And that's assuming that ChatGPT, you've got the most recent version. So it's kind of up, it's it's up to speed on, on what's out there. You know, right? right. how could you use ChatGPT to make sure that you're in compliance with some of these regulations and have, you know, reporting systems that, that can comply as well? What would you be doing?
0: So one thing is ChatGPT can summarize web pages and it is fantastic at summarization. So you would want to have it go to the different web pages that have um, the different policies in, that have come out. And you can have it summarize for you exactly what's going on. And then also, once you have that information, it could be uploaded. If you have it in a PDF, it has the capacity to review PDFs, to have it upload the PDF and develop procedures for it. You could also have it develop um, training information as far as outlines. It's not great on training information yet. As far as it seems to say a lot, it uses a lot of words, but doesn't say a lot. So I wouldn't trust it for that just yet, but that could change tomorrow or next week. And uh, then also develop checklist for it. Because what I've done is I've worked with different groups in the construction industry. And sometimes you may have, while you have OSHA, you may have some different just a little bit different policy of uh, procedures and requirements in different states, for example. And so, ChatGPT is fantastic at developing checklists for that particular area. So, if you have someone in Louisiana versus someone in Guam, where what their requirements are going to be, so now, it can definitely make it easier.
1: Uh, but we say all this just also with that caveat of saying, you know, you, you can rely on it to a certain extent, but it's always good to have. An HR expert reviewer or an attorney, correct?
0: Uh, right, right. What right. I train is I talk about hallucinations. So ChatGPT still has hallucinations. Yeah. I believe that it's fantastic at writing web copy and marketing copies. So what I did was I uploaded my CV, which is an extended resume, mm-hmm. and I have um, a degree in business and a degree in social work from Louisiana State University, and I have a PhD in clinical social work from Florida State University. And I uploaded the information, asked it to write my LinkedIn copy, and it talked about, gave this glowing recommendation about me and my policy degree from mm-hmm. Harvard.
1: Wow. That's amazing.
0: And so it's all this information. I have no degrees in policy and unfortunately no degrees from Harvard.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: That's amazing. They, don't, they don't even call Louisiana Harvard on the bayou. That's another state. <laughs> That's another so you, school. you really
1: have to be careful. I mean, this you stuff do. is like, because you, you don't do. know where the information is really you, coming from. You
0: have to. What I train on mm. is um, the, the expression is called human in the loop. So mm. nothing should ever be sent out without there being a human in the loop. Well, humans should always review that before it goes out because it cannot be trusted.
1: That gets me actually to my next question. I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking about uh, having a human in the loop. There's got to be some, you know, some some good third-party you know, review of whatever it does. Talk to me a little about creating um, AI policies in your business. I, I view that as being a real hot issue in 2024 and 20, like, right? Like, you know, who can do it and what it's used for? What 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 kind of questions do you get from your clients about? formulating AI policies for their you know, for their companies.
0: Right, I would say the number one policy and the number one area that has to be addressed is privacy
1: mm. concern.
0: So I've done a lot of work in healthcare. So we talk about HIPAA compliance. So mm. that's whether or um, not information is shared. Well, with HIPAA compliance, information needs to be shared on an internal server that is managed by the organization. Well, if one is using ChatGPT, even ChatGPT4, but not the enterprise version, that information is shared on OpenAI's servers. And back in March, it, you probably remember, there was a leak of information and people, they came back and said, this will never happen again. Well, it shouldn't happen the first time. <laughs> And so because of that, especially with HR, I believe that everyone needs to hold to the highest standards. So I believe all information should be made anonymous before it is uploaded. And I've seen some people talk about uploading employee files, and I never would do that. And I tell all of my clients, do not do that. There should be no identifying information that is uploaded and used. And I would say that's the most um, important policy because I think there that could be cause some major repercussions in the future.
1: Okay. You know, we've talked a lot about ChatGPT. I mean, is that the only game in town when it comes to generative AI?
0: It's not, I've used, there's some others. So you have like Claude and Bard and Llama. Those are your other large language models which predict the next word. And I use those at least once a week to see, okay, how are they? And they're just nowhere near as complete And so I refer to ChatGPT as the GOAT, the greatest of all time um, for AI. And one thing is there's a lot of AI that's being used that people don't realize they're using AI every day. So if people are using Indeed, guess what? There's AI in that. If people are using Handshake, um, I'm thinking about recruiting and HR,
1: that
0: has AI. You're using Salesforce, that yeah. has AI. No doubt. Um, so people are using AI every day, and they don't even realize that it's a component of what they're doing. But it's helping our lives, and has been for a few years now.
1: Just a couple more questions. i let you go. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, why do you think AI has suddenly exploded in the way that it has in the past year? With you know, you know, AI came up, came on the scene with ChatGPT, and now it's just been AI, AI, AI. Everybody's you know all in, but. AI's been around for a long time. I mean, I remember my dad reading books about artificial intelligence right. you know, back in the 70s. Right. I, but, but it's only now where it's really become, you know, sort of in the in the vernacular. And I'm just mm-hmm. kind of curious, why do you think that is? What, 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 what was the tipping point, in your opinion?
0: I think it was chat GPT and coming out and your average person could get on yeah. and just ask a question. And yeah. so it was kind of like I remember... This is going to make me sound old. But I remember in the 90s, my um, then husband came home and said, we've got and I was at Florida State, which was really ahead for Mm. technology. He Mm. said, you've got to see what they have at work. There's this thing called Yahoo.
1: Yeah,
0: we (laughs) left. home. We went to his work and we saw Yahoo. And I remember thinking the world. It just changed yeah. the world. Well, fundamentally, I could think of my uh, life before Yahoo and after Yahoo. Yeah. And I think in December, that was the first time I felt that again since then. And I remember thinking, OK, my life is going to be, you know, yeah. marked between before AI and after AI. So I know for me, that's what it was. And it was just it just opened it up and made it so much more user friendly than it had ever been before.
1: So where do you think this is all going, Anthea? I mean, you know, you know, five years from now, it's really hard to look ahead. But mm-hmm. what do you think you'll be talking about then? What, what, you know, what AI uh, technologies will your your clients be using that you'll be helping them with?
0: I think that we are in the beginning stages, and that AI will never be as bad as it is today. <laughs> tomorrow, it will be better today. And so I think um, the RAND group has said that 80% of folks in the next few years will all have 20% of their work done by AI. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I think it's probably higher because I think everyone's life will be touched. So in five years, I think that I think we're still going to be talking, I think there's going to be a level of excellence expected for everyone's job that we don't even, we don't even, we can't even imagine at this point because now it's like, oh yes, it'd be great to have everything customized and I believe we're going to be entering, I believe we're in the fourth industrial revolution and that we are reaching a level of hyper personalization and customization that we've never seen before. So I think that I'm going to probably still be speaking on that. But then I also think that as we move forward on that, the secret sauce of communication and creating relationships, just because AI can do it doesn't mean it should do it. Um, For example, like if you've seen some of the new uh, some of the fast food places are using AI to take orders. Well, by doing that, it's a slow, stilted experience, and you're not having that connection. Right. So I would like right. to see. okay, well, how is that? So I think some of that we're going to be talking about. The other part of me that I'm trained as a cogn- as a quantitative researcher, so I'm a data person, and I love data, and data gets me excited, And so that part of me, whenever you're looking at business owners and people running different organizations or departments, you're going to be able to make decisions based on data unlike
1: you've ever been able able to make before. And as we get more trusting of the technology, we'll allow it to make some decisions for us as well. And that's also fine. Um, And, you know, I just, you know, I I never get um, pessimistic. People say it'll eliminate jobs and it's not like, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. going to eliminate jobs. But then Mm -hmm. again. How many blacksmiths do you see around today? You know, or <laughs> people putting out street lights with you know that were on candles, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. There are a lot of jobs that were around a 100, 150 years ago that are not around today. And yet right. people still find their, you know, a way to make them you know selves important and keep themselves busy. And I don't think that's gonna ever stop. Um but I think we'll be doing higher quality work and, you know, more, you know, you know better work as well. Thea, it's been great speaking with you and and I want to wish you best going forward. I think the instruction that you're giving the information is great for your mm-hmm. clients. And um, I want to thank you very much for coming on.
0: Well, thank you very much for having me. It's an exciting time, an exciting topic.
1: Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care.
0: This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023. All rights reserved.